I am joined this week again by my friend Michael Therese McQueen. Hello, Michael. Would you like to uh, say hello and introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name is Michael Therese McQueen. I am the owner and operator of Sacred Eyes Tarot, also known on Instagram as Saintly Tarot Mystic. Um, I am a folk Catholic practitioner who practices Catholic conjure um, in both um, my own style and the Italian working tradition. <laughs> well, for those that don't know, Michael has been on the show before. So welcome back, Michael. Yes, it's good to be back. I'm glad that you invited me back. I'm so excited. It's funny because um, I recorded an episode that um, will probably be posted by the time this one's posted. Um, so I guess the most recent one, if you're looking at like Spotify now with um, Flo and Jin and Jack. And I realized I'm like, I only have like four friends on the Internet <laughs> and I just have the same people on the show over and over <laughs> But well, you know, it's good for predictability purposes. <laughs> it is. And like I I like to make sure I have people on here that like I can stand by their content and like who they are as people and you know, it's not a huge list. Yeah. So makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so um we are just gonna kinda bounce some ideas around about kind of folk Catholicism and what a folk Catholic magic practice can look like and then specifically on working with the saints and how to include like saints in your spell work and just saint veneration in general into your practice. So I wanted to ask you, Michael, um, for someone that's coming at this for the first time that maybe did not grow up Catholic and isn't familiar with how to approach the saints, how would you recommend that a beginner can start to do that? I think um, for a beginner, especially somebody who has may not have a Catholic background, may not even have a Christian background, I think it's important to kind of observe um, Catholic devotional practice, which... Um, since we live in kind of a pre-Vatican II um, world, may not be as easy as it once was. Um, but I think, you know, um, looking for Catholic devotional material on the saints, um, reading the lives of the saints, um, going to parish events that honor the saints, whether that be processions. Um, a lot of parishes have nights where they do certain novenas to certain saints. But I think um, to get into a flow of what um, Catholic devotional style and how Catholics um, work with the saints are a good standpoint um, to beginning that work. Um, even though it's kind of like when we start our folk Catholic practice, a lot of the times um, we learn those rules just to break them. But it's yes. important to know, um, just to kind of know what the groundwork is of Catholic devotional practice um, when it comes to the saints um, is would be my first step of kind of like entering into that work. I for sure agree that's like really good advice for starting out because even if like you're not Christian um, or maybe you like are a pig in the folk Catholic leanings like myself you don't really care to have anything to do with like the church it's still a good jumping off point to like understand how to have a working relationship with the saints because like you can break the rules and i would say like probably most of us do uh in our I'm own ways at least <laughs> definitely like in the eyes of the church at least for sure um but you have to know what the rules are before you can break them exactly so that's super solid advice so um 
when you talk about things like processions or novenas, like um, for those that maybe are not super familiar with that or haven't heard those terms before, what would you say like a novena is, for example? So novena, simply put, is um, nine days of prayer. And if you're familiar with kind of the Christian mythos, um, the, so the first considered novena um, was that the apostles and the Virgin Mary um, were in an upper room after the crucifixion of Jesus and even after the resurrection, and they're scared of persecution. So they join in this upper room for nine days of prayer. And on the final day of that nine days of prayers, um, the Holy Spirit comes upon them um, at Pentecost and inspires them to kind of go forth with their mission. And so the church has kind of adapted um, the novena style to, especially to prayers to the saints and to the Blessed Mother, of kind of this nine days of um, asking um, for a particular petition or working for a particular petition. So depending on what parish you're in, I was in a very Italian um, parish context growing up, so we had lots of novenas to like Italian saints and things like that. Um, Our Lady of Mount Carmel was a, is a big deal in this area, um, so we would have nine days of prayer preceding um, those feast days um, or days of celebration of those saints or those images of the Blessed Mother um, for a specific intention. And so that's what um, what the novena is in a nutshell kind of um, piggybacking off of that I guess so when we talk about folk Catholicism that can be a tricky term to kind of precisely define um, it kind of doesn't mean the same thing to the same people so what would you say it means to you to like be a folk Catholic and how does that differ from like someone who is just a Catholic Catholic so folk Catholicism, because again, I, I like that you put that that's a kind of a tricky definition to define, um, because my definition for folk Catholicism is that folk Catholicism is Catholicism that comes from the folk. You know, it comes from the people. You know, this is something that arises from the personal devotion of the individual and the community, and it's it's a shared um, kind of practice, but also an individual practice. And I think where it's where that differs is is that the point of view comes from the common folk rather than kind of the magisterium and kind of the teaching of the church and the dogma. And when things come from um, the common people and they come from those who are practicing. Um, those views can widely um, differ and vary in so many different ways, because the first way, I think it's the most obvious way, is the inclusion of kind of pre-Christian practice. Yeah. You know, um, so much of folk Catholicism um, integrates so much from the polytheistic world um, into its practice and into its um, into its practice, so to say, um, with the saints and um, the different figures within Christianity. But I also think that where um, the saints come in, especially for me, is that a folk Catholic practice, especially when it comes to working with the saints, is much more visceral. Like, you know, it's a much more tangible and personal relationship that you have um, with these different entities and allies that we call the saints than what the church um, presents to us, because the church presents to us a very sanitized um, yeah. version of kind of saint devotion. But I think where um, folk Catholicism really kind of gets its mark is that it's a much more 
visceral. It's a much more earthy kind of experience of relationship than what the church presents. That, yeah, no notes. That was excellent. Um, yeah, I think you really hit that on the head really well. Um, especially in regards to like the pre-Christian things that really survive in Catholicism to this day. And I think that's why there is such a pull to Catholicism or to at least Catholic adjacent things by people that are witches, pagans, polytheists, etc. because they're recognizing the things in the Catholic tradition that was paganism for very, very, very long time. Um, and I think um, just to kind of accentuate that, I think it's also just the recognition for, you know, for a good number of the planet, like, you know, our ancestors are Catholic. Like, yeah. you know, this was this was a part of the ongoing practice for many of our ancestors. And I think even within the pagan and polytheistic world, like, you know, even if your your modern ancestors are Protestant, so to say, or you come from a Protestant background, you know, there's only a couple generations that you're going to hit somebody Catholic before the Reformation. That's true. Like, yeah. you know... And so, like, you know, I think it's it's an important realization that for the number of us on the planet that um, Catholicism or, as I would like to say, sacramental Christianity, because it might come through even the Orthodox faiths, you yeah. know, like there's, there's a pull there because it is ancestral to us, mm -hmm. you know, there's something that our ancestors would have done also. That's true. I think... We see that a lot, and I've seen more and more um, online creators that are pagan, polytheist, witchy, insert whatever term, um, that are acknowledging Catholicism as more of part of their ancestor veneration, and mm -hmm. they participate in those things not necessarily because they find it relevant to themselves, but it's a way to honor the people that went before them. Yes. For sure. So how would you say... Um, you mentioned like working with the saints as being a more visceral experience in the folk traditions. And w how would you elaborate on like what the differences are between saint veneration within the mainstream church and then kind of a folk Catholic bend outside of the church? I'm going to start this off with something that's really controversial. Do um, it. And then we'll, we'll go, we'll go lighter. Okay. But I think, <laughs> <Do> for <you? laughs> me, I think for me, it's because you can get mad at them. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll never forget um, that there was a priest one day and he was at the pulpit and he was like, you, and he was like, you know, how dare you get mad at God, um, the saints or like Mary and stuff like that. Like, who are you to get mad at God? And I was just like, well, fuck, if God's supposed to have all the answers, then who else am I going to get mad at? Uh, yeah. Like, Good, point. <laughs> Good point. Good <laughs> point. And, um... Like, you know, I think for me with the saints is, again, that the church offers this very sanitized idea of kind of devotion and love. And it's kind of like everything's supposed to be peaches and cream. But, you know, when we have a real relationship with somebody, our relationship goes through every emotion. That's true. You know, it, does, it doesn't matter how much you love that person. Like, you know, the people that we love still piss us the fuck off. The people we love still let us down like you know yeah that's like, true that's that's very real like mm -hmm. you know and i think for me the defining point when i entered into a folk catholic practice 
is that, you know, um, that our relationships are varied and that, you know, that they're going to take the wide range of emotion. They're going to take the wide range of interaction. Like, you know, it's just not one way of interacting with these spirits and um, these spirits and entities that we call the saints in just kind of this one kind of monochrome way. But it all started with me. It's just kind of like, well, you can get fucking angry with them. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a relatability that is more human and more accessible, I think, than like this lofty, faraway vision of them as being totally removed from like human experience. And it's like, well, that, in my opinion, defeats the point because they're meant to be more accessible to us than the gods are themselves for that reason. So then why downplay that humanity that makes them more relatable to us in the first place? Exactly. And I think, like, you know, and I think that there is a place for that because I I did go on because there is a part of kind of saint veneration, which is kind of an output of kind of deified hero worship. You know, so there is so there is a place for that. There is there is a definite place um, for that. But I just think, you know, again, like if our human experience, if we can't have a conversation with, and I'm just because I'm looking at the statue right now with St. Anne, if I can't have a conversation with St. Anne where I'm like, girl, you know, this nigga fucked me up today. Like, you know, <laughs> then what's the point? Like, right. you know, yeah, have me all types of fucked up. Like, you know, and <laughs> that's, that's also like, you know, like my other kind of thing is like folk Catholicism also is that I have a very candid relationship with the saints and anybody who follows me on social media or has heard me talk before knows that I kind of have this kind of like off color, kind of offbeat kind of relationship with the saints. Cause that's the relationship that I have with my friends. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just like, you know, like I need to have that type of relationship um, with who I'm working with spiritually for it to work. Yeah. Like, you know, like I can't put on this purely kind of pious air um and be like expect that to be a real relationship because that's that's not real that's not me so i do like you know i have this very kind of like offbeat kind of off-centered humorous way that i work with the saints but it comes from a place of love and reverence and it's knowing that first of all that these are my friends and um and that's how you can approach your friends like you know yeah for sure and i think there's definitely the place for both um where there is, like, the reverence and the solemnness and the seriousness of it, but also, like, there's definitely a place for, like, some joy and mirthiness and kind of the more emotional, less filtered, less, like, serious ways of experiencing things, for sure. Right, and I think that's where a lot of workers get caught up, is kind of like, well, we have to kind of live in kind of like this very serious way and it's like you know and i think it's all about context you know i think it's all about kind of the context of like how we're doing things because like you know we're not going to come off to somebody that we just met um in a way that's um that we would do with our friend that we've known for 15 years oh yeah you know and like you know if we're coming to somebody as a business proposition which you can definitely invoke the saints in a very kind of business type of matter, contractual matter, um, the way that we approach them 
is going to be different than, you know, the saint that I basically, like, you know, and I, I think Santa Morte is a good one, too, even though she's a folk saint. Um, like, you know, like, people go and hang out and smoke weed with Santa Morte. And so, right. I mean, it's, it's just, it's all about context, and it's all about the reason why we're approaching, the we, the reason um, that we're entering into this relationship, and how that relationship develops that really sets that tone. So to give it, um, I guess, like, how would you tell a beginner, and we'll name a specific saint, too, so we can kind of give, like, more practical, like, real-life examples. Um, <laughs> let's say Jude. Everybody knows Jude. He's a cool guy. If someone yes. was approaching St. Jude for the first time with no prior experience, how would you suggest someone go about doing that? So I, I like that you chose St. Jude because I think St. Jude is a great saint for saint for people to begin with because he's easygoing and he'll work Jude will work with anybody I agree um, yeah <laughs> and so like you know with Jude I think with any like with anybody you start off with kind of like introductions like you know we start off with kind of introducing ourselves we start talking about our lives I think the jump is and I think this comes from a lot of Catholic devotional material is that we jump into like what we want like, yeah. you know, right away, which there's a place for that also. There's a place for that also. We can talk about that later. But I think, you know, if we're not in an urgent situation and we're just kind of, we're drawn into this relationship and like, you know, like St. Jude's like popping up um, everywhere for us and we want to just kind of cultivate this relationship, we start off with introductions. We introduce ourselves, um, you know, we start talking about our lives. Um, the other thing is to bring a gift, like, you know, and... Um, I wouldn't, and this is kind of a beginner kind of note, um, I wouldn't start with kind of, like, setting up an altar in your house. Yeah. You know, um, I would start with, like, kind of bringing a gift, like, if there's a statue of St. Jude in a local church or in, like, a local churchyard or something like that, or there's a place where you can go where they venerate St. Jude, um, you know, I would bring flowers, maybe light a candle, and kind of start this on and off kind of relationship of kind of talking to each other. Um, as you do that for a little bit, I would get like maybe a little prayer card or a picture that you paint, print, um, you printed off the internet, um, you know, to sit in a place in your house, and then you kind of start talking to him as you would normally every day. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who come to me um, say, but Michael, this sounds very performative. And as and what we have to understand is that in the beginning, of, beginning, it's going to be very performative. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know, and it's like, there's nothing, like, I think we've, we've, we've kind of, um, in the spiritual world, we've kind of gotten off track where it's like, well, performative means fake. But, you know, like so much of our connection rituals, even in just real life, are performative. Like, you know, and I think yeah. it's just like, you know, like we have to go through that kind of performance. And it's like, you know, even if you just sit down and you start having the conversation every day, you sit down, you light the candles, but you have to talk to him on a regular basis. Um, the second... Um, the third aspect of that is is that I would start taking time to listen, you know, and what it, that is, is like when we're having this conversation, we take time for the saints to respond to us. Yeah. Um, if that can be um, for those who are more intuitive, that could be a word that comes up in our meditation time. That could be a message that comes through. It could be emotions and feelings that we feel in our body. It could be sensations, but that's going to differ. Um, 
on practitioners. And I think that it's important to know how spirit speaks to you. True. Um, yeah. And how to know how to notify which spirits are speaking to you at the moment, um, because every spirit has kind of a different energy, and being able to recognize that energy when it comes through. So allowing yourself to time to kind of get comfortable with the energy and how Saint Jude um, um, would would interact with you. Yeah. Um, the fourth step with that is is starting to petition. You know, and I think um, when we first start petitioning, I think it's very important to keep it very business-like. And I think it's like, you know, like, and for me, St. Jude is a money saint. So I I work with St. Jude for a lot of kind of money manifestation and money magic. So, you know, like, I would ask something of St. Jude, like, you know, I need 10 bucks by XYZ date for this, you know. And I would get the novena candle, do whatever rituals I do to dress the candle, um, say the novena or say the prayer and then um, wait for him to kind of respond with that. And with that response, I would make a promise with that response. And so, yeah. like, the promise would be, like, you know, if you deliver on this, like, you know, instead of this picture, you'll get a statue. And it's, I leave that up to the worker to give what a fair exchange is for the work that's done. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and so, like, I think, and that's that's really it in the nutshell. And as time goes on, that relationship will define itself. You know, that relationship will define itself as we kind of continue the kind of the, the practice and we kind of get into a habit of kind of having those conversations, um, being able to listen, you know, doing um, the, the ritual work that goes along with that. And that relationship will define itself as it goes on. I love that explanation because I think the way you've laid that out really is good advice for building a relationship with any kind of spirit for the first time. Um, And I, what I want to hit on based off of that is that I think when you were talking about like it's performative or people have a problem with it, feeling performative at first, I think that largely comes from if you are from a Protestant Christian background, you're probably not very familiar with the idea of orthopraxis at all. Right. And that's such a core part of Catholicism, but really any of the high church kind of liturgical stuff. Um, and most types of paganism really have a bend towards orthopraxis as well. Um, and if you're listening don't, know what that term is maybe um a lot of religions could be called orthodoxic or that they're an orthodoxy which basically nutshell version of that means that that spiritual practice is about what you believe and that is chiefly important and how you engage with that um a lot of protestant forms of christianity would fall into that category like saved by grace alone um about a lot of faith a lot of belief a lot of feeling versus like orthopraxis which essentially means right doing and that place of right doing is kind of what we build reciprocity off of, of like, hey, I will give that you can give to me. And that really is the basis, I think, for building meaningful relationships with any type of spirit, if that's a saint or anything else. Right. And it's like, you know, like, I think even sometimes, because it's like, you know, um, we have to kind of go through the motions and I think we've even forgotten about that in kind of like our human interactions yeah it's like you know like you know like we don't show up like you well 
I love that my my teacher in the Italian folk magic tradition, Gian Michael, who's my current teacher right now, he's like, you don't show up to your grandmother's house without some like cookies or something. Like, you know, you just don't show up to the house like empty handed. Yeah. Like, you know, we do have these kind of ritual understandings um, of, of certain things. There's like, you know, you don't show up to like somebody's birthday party without like at least a card. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think it's that we have to kind of bring those um, those things into our spiritual work. And that also roots them um, in the present. And they also root them in our reality. Yeah, that's true. And even if you're going through the motions at first, and I would say it is probably going to feel like that for a while. That is actually how you're beginning to incorporate something into your life. And it's kind of the same way with anything. I mean, if you're, like, going on a date with a person, you're probably going to, like, be a little flattering, turn the charm on a little bit, even if maybe you don't necessarily have all those perceptions yet, but it's kind of just part of the social interaction of, like, signaling an interest in someone. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same. I don't know. I like like to talk about like dating the saints it's very much is the saints because some of the saints you do have to charm but again i think that's that's a conversation (laughs) for a whole nother episode (laughs) i i I had like pre-written questions written out for you about like that or more like amorous things or like god spousal stuff i was like that needs to be a totally separate like conversation (laughs) yes (laughs) one day we'll do that one day we'll do it one day yes (laughs) Well, we are coming up towards the end of our time. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners before we go? I think um, for anybody who's interested in working with the saints, I think it's important to, you know, just not be afraid to take the first step. I think it's just something that you have to um, approach with an open heart, approach with an open mind, and just see how it works for you. You know, don't be afraid um, to open to the door to that relationship, to those relationships. And I, you won't be disappointed if you do. <laughs> I agree. And then uh, before we sign off, where can um, listeners find you on social media? So I am on Instagram at Saintly Tarot Mystic. That was Saintly Tarot Mystic. And you can find me on there. And on there is a link to my link tree to all my other social media and all my other media that I'm involved with in all my thoughts and reflections on things spiritual, witchy, and folk Catholic all together. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you again for coming on. And um, that's all we have for you this time. All right. Thank you so much for having me again. It was a pleasure.